Celebrate the historic 100th Greeley Stampede, June 23rd through July 4th, featuring concerts, rodeo, carnival, and more. Tickets available at GreeleyStampede.org. It's time for the Rockies Rundown, talking all things Colorado Rockies baseball. Here are your hosts, Jerry Schimmel and Tanner Schwint. Good Thursday afternoon, Northern Colorado. Welcome into the Allo Communications Studios. I'm Tanner Schwint. How about those Colorado Rockies? I can't believe I'm going to say it, but uh, if they could just play the Dodgers all the time, they'd be a very good team, I think. Uh, joining me now up on the hotline, uh, the voice of the Colorado Rockies, Jerry Schimmel. Jerry, what a series by the Rockies. Another series win over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, how about that? And the Rockies actually have a winning record against the division, and thanks in large part because they played the Dodgers twice, beat them two out of three both times. So, yeah, it just goes to show that uh, the Rockies probably aren't as bad a team as people think they are, and maybe the Dodgers aren't quite the the uh, the big bad Dodgers we usually see. They're, they're by the way, decimated with injuries, and they're still hanging on to the division lead. So, yeah, it was a good it was a good series. Couldn't finish it off and get the sweep last night, but uh, getting those two out of three, I think anybody will take that. Yeah, there's no doubt, especially as the Rockies were in a uh, a little bit of a uh, sweep or get swept type of mode uh, there, Jerry. We talked about it on Good Morning NoCo. You know, they, they get swept by the Guardians. They sweep the Padres, get swept by the Marlins, uh, you know, uh, almost get swept by the Twins as well, and then turn around and take two of the three from the Dodgers. They're a confusing team. <laughs> well, I think if you look around baseball, you probably see a lot of teams like that. I mean, that's just the way that the game kind of unfolds sometimes, and uh, and I, I know that uh, there, there are a couple teams in the in American League that have done that. The Twins have been that way. They've they've gotten swept several times, and 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 uh, been the team that has swept other teams several times this year. Look at their record. So it's just the way that baseball goes sometimes. And and uh, you know, I don't think the Rockies are uh, thinking that we either got a sweep or we're going to get swept every every series. But that's just kind of the way that things play out. And any time you get swept, especially at home, it's a it's a rough thing. And the Rockies are kind of used to that on the road. So hopefully they can kind of pick things up uh, both home and road after this. Also joining us in the Allo Communications studios, host of the whole show, Brady Hull. Uh, Jerry, I made Brady a bet at the beginning of June that the Rockies would be uh, less than eight games under five hundred. They sit 10 right now. So I have to take this guy to lunch. Can you believe that? Dang it. Dang. Where should we go, you know Jerry? I, I'm hoping like a steakhouse somewhere nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I was in that bet too, wasn't I? No, yeah, you, you were, but you were on my side, so we split the tab. Oh shoot, that's right. I was on your side both times. Yeah. Uh, Wendy's, here we come. That's what that's what Tanner that's said. Exactly right. Right. That's fine. They've got it's delicious strawberry milkshakes now. Apparently, they brought them yeah, back. Strawberry milkshake. Yeah, oh, yeah, I could do go. one of those. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about the Rockies, where they currently sit, thirty-three and forty-three. Of course, uh, this is Rockies rundown presented by Autoplex. But when you take a dive into their record against each division, it's actually kind of interesting, Jerry. Like you said, winning record against the NL West. The NL West is arguably the best uh, best division in baseball. Make that make sense. Yeah, well, it doesn't. When it comes to baseball, sometimes you, you add the numbers up and they don't come out the right way. And Well, they get beat up by the National League East, right? Like yes. 8, 9 and 18 or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's just, 
at the beginning of the season, you think, oh, the division, you're just going to get beat up in the division. They're so good. they got the Padres and the Dodgers and San Francisco. It's coming off a 107-win season. You'll just get beat up. And here the Rockies are with a winning record, even though they're 11 games under 500 overall. So you just don't anticipate you know, getting swept in Miami or getting beat up by the National League East teams like, like the Rockies have been. Now, again, there's still two-thirds of the season left, so that, that can change. But right now, that I, I like the fact the Rockets are playing well in the division. That's that's awfully important. Well, and, and Brady, I know you've said it a multiple times on the whole show. It's like the games that that you don't expect the Rockies to win. Go ahead and play some money on them because they're going to win those games. <laughs> well, like Jerry was saying, is it's kind of how the season goes, right? I mean, it's there's a lot of teams that you have head scratching series or whatever. And, and listen, the, the I came in and said I thought that they were going to struggle in June um, and be around that eight games under five hundred. However, July now. You you have a real opportunity. I mean, you talk about how well they're playing within the division. Well, that's what's going to be happening in the month of July. And then yeah. you look at the standings at this st- stage. I mean, what are they, nine games out of a third wild card spot? If everything holds up the way that they've been playing against their division, they could come out of July smelling like roses. No, and that's right. Nine games back from the third wild card spot. And when we talked at the beginning of this year, Jerry, nobody thought that they were going to go win the NL West. The Padres are too right. good. The Dodgers are too good. But you looked at that that third of the expanded wild card. And he said, "Okay, you could see him flirt with this." And like Brady said, with so much, so many NL games still to play, they've got to make up some ground, and they've got to start making up some ground in a hurry. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with that, um, and. You know, CJ Crone said it right the other day, and we, we talked to him after the game. He said, "You know, it's great to get this win. We got to piece these things together now. We just got to start winning. We got to start turning this thing around." Which, by the way, I love about CJ. He's always talking about the team and not about himself, even after a great game. And and you know, they have that that uh, opportunity that way. You're in the midst of playing 17 in a row against your division, so you're going to go on the road and have a really tough road trip coming up with Los Angeles and, and Arizona. After that, Arizona's a much improved team. So, yeah, you just. Um, what you, I think what you try not to do as a player or a manager or connect with the organization is look too far ahead. And you're thinking, oh, gosh, look at July, look at August, look at that rough road trip coming up. I don't think you can do that. They, they, they all, I used to say this about the NBA when I was doing Nuggets games, that schedule come out, everybody would be moaning and groaning about it. I said, guys, we're playing everybody in the West twice and everybody in the East once. So let, let's see, we're going to play all the games. Okay, we're going to, it doesn't matter when we play them, what that, that, uh, that road trip looks like. We're going to go play the games. And I think that's what you have to look at baseball, too. You got 19 against your division. Let's go out and play them no matter when they are. Well, and you look at, uh, you know, you talk about them groaning and, and, and whining about the road trips and things like that. They've got the worst record on the road in the National League. In fact, uh, only the Detroit Tigers have a worse record on the road than the Colorado Rockies in all of baseball. Uh, Brady, I'll give this to you first, and then Jerry, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I know it's been discussed over and over, but the Coors Field hangover. At this point, you've got to buy in and believe that this is a real thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of do. I don't know where Jerry – I know Jerry's uh, with that kind of – too. I, I'm not sure where he is on that side of it. But you do want – I mean, it's got to be something because yeah. the last – especially the last couple of years, they've really struggled on the road. So um, I, I thought, you know, to start the season, I thought, okay, we're, we've changed this thing. Right off the bat, we, we won those first – what, was it against Texas? The first two, 2-0 two and oh, out the gates. I thought, man, we're putting this thing away. But – yeah, for whatever reason, it, it sure seems like it. So it does add credibility to that argument, the, the Coors Field hangover. What are your thoughts on that, Jerry? 
Yeah, there, there's something to it. There, there's no question about it. In fact, I was talking to Bill Schmidt the other day and, and about road and home splits, and he said, you know, we've got it all analyzed. We've got numbers that tell us what the ball does and doesn't do at course Field, what the ball does and doesn't do at sea level. And he said, now what do you do with those numbers? We know the ball doesn't break as much at course Field, and you go to San Francisco or Los Angeles, the ball's going to break more. So what do you do about that? Well, you look for a breaking ball to break more if you're a hitter? No, you go up there and look for a ball and try to hit it hard somewhere. So the, the analytics say that there is there's a difference. There's a difference on the field. There's a difference with pitches. There's a, there's a difference with, with hitters. But I think what you do about that is really the key. And Charlie Blackman, I think, said it best. And Charlie said this for a long time. You know what you do? You go on the road and you prepare the best you possibly can, get ready for the pitcher, go through your routine, and go out there and try to hit the ball hard somewhere when you're on the road. And what, I mean, what else do you do? I mean, do you sit there and go, ah, oh, it's, a, it's a course field hangover, here we go again. No, you can't take that approach. You go up there thinking, you know what, we, we got to, you know, make up for this somehow. Let's go up there and, and try to score some runs and get get some good pitching and try to win a game or two on the road. Well, I know Bud Black's more of that, that old-school uh, style of, of baseball, too. We asked him about this when he was on Rockies Rundown a couple of weeks ago, Jerry, but I just want to reiterate it. Uh, you know, th- that's a tough thing to manage his way around, and it's not like you can just say, yeah, yeah boys, you know, we're going on the road, expect him to have a losing streak. But how... Yeah. How do you approach that as a manager? Yeah, I think what you do is you just go, you, you do the same thing you do at home. Uh, you prepare the same way. You go through the same routine. You talk to guys the same way. You have the same coaches' meetings. And you just try not to put an emphasis on it because it becomes the elephant in the room. All right, here we go. We're in San Francisco. We're in L.A. We're in San Diego again. We can't score runs. So what do we do about that? Do we bunt more? Do we you know, try to manufacture runs? Maybe. Uh, but Black doesn't believe that. So I, I think what you do is you do the same things you always do and just go out there and, and hope your guys have a good day and see the ball and hit it hard somewhere. Yeah, I think we're in the middle of a Rockies rundown presented by Autoplex. When we come back on the other side, I want to talk about this pitching staff who has really turned it on over the last couple of weeks. But uh, it seems to have been a struggle for everybody to get on uh, that bus at the same time and get going in the right direction. And we'll talk about that. Autoplex, are you tired of driving your boring old ride? The accessory experts at Autoplex Restyling Centers can help you love your drive. And right now, uh, for KFK listeners, if you call them and mention KFK, you get 10% off your heat blocking window tint it's going to be a scorcher for the rest of the summer make your car look better and make it be cooler while you're in there I mentioned kfk for 10 percent off your heat blocking window tint check them out online at autoplex.com uh, we'll be back with rocky's rundown on northern Colorado's voice 1031 at 1310 kfk Welcome back in Rockies Rundown on a Thursday afternoon. Thanks for being with us live from the Allen Communication Studios. I'm Tanner Schwint, Jerry Schimmel up on the line, the uh, voice of the Colorado Rockies, also joining us in the uh, studio is Brady Hole, host of the Hole Show. Uh, Jerry Hi. and Brady, hello, Brady. I uh, was watching and listening to uh, coverage of the Colorado Avalanche uh, in their parade today. Jerry, have you ever been a part of a team that that has went on to win a championship? 
Heck no. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for 35 years. No. You Absolutely may, you may consider uh, switching baseball teams if you're looking for one of those too, because it's serious. Yeah. It looks. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it seems uh, difficult to fathom the Rockies being there anytime soon. I, I just I, and I hate it, but that's just uh, the truth. Yeah, I got you. Hey, by the way, let me get off track here for one second. I, I, I'm looking at my notes, uh, Tanner. Uh, you and I did great at picking our breakout players. I had Colton Welker, and you had Sam Hilliard. We did that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we uh, nailed those. That's why. That's why we're the lead. Yeah, we, we, we nailed those. Yeah, exactly. It's not too late. Um, here, now, here's the other question I got too: is how do you pronounce Detroit? Is it Detroit or Detroit Brady? Ooh, because Tanner says Detroit. Detroit. I think I say Detroit. Just Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Tanner? It's Detroit. De- no, it's De- Detroit. What do you say, Jerry? It's Detroit. It's Detroit. It's, it's Detroit? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I think it's Detroit. <laughs> How, what, why are you asking it, questions the, you don't know the, the answer the to? The Detroit Lions. The Detroit well, Tigers. No, I'm, just, Detroit. I'm throwing out there. Detroit Tigers. I don't think you say Detroit Tigers, do you? Detroit No, Pistons. you don't. The Detroit. Okay, why well, is Tanner pronouncing it that way? Then? Hey, cowboy you know person. Jerry, he's well, a cowboy now person. We, now that we've said it so many times, I messed up in my head. I don't know how I usually say it. Right. Detroit. It's a it's a Detroit Lions. Like, okay, here's Detroit one for you, Jerry. Is it, is it pecan or is it pecan? It's pecan. Oh, <laughs> I say pecan. <laughs> yeah, me too. My dad says pecan. Uh, and I'm like, who's peeing in a can? Why are you saying that? <laughs> Uh, now I'm all messed up and self-conscious about myself. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate okay, that. Yeah, no, no, but as no, you, I thought we needed something more positive to talk about. Than that's true. I like a, a good anyway. pronunciation segment. I do. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Let's, let's spend this entire segment on pronunciation. What other words are there Shall that we? are hard to oh, say? Oh, there's a lot of words that are okay. hard to say. Okay, you guys, how about uh, Montero, his first name? The Ooh. Rockies player. I, Anybody? Yeah, good luck to you, buddy. <laughs> how do you say it? Ella Reese. Ella Reese. Ella Reese. Yeah. Can you spell yeah. it? Can look into it? At it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, and if you can roll your tongue, I can't. You'll want to do that, too. Can, <laughs> I have a hard time. Ella Reese. There you go. That's good. This is fun. Here, you know what? Glad I came you guys in. want to hear? You guys want to hear something really funny? Yeah, you know, he he speaks no English at all. He's hmm. got uh, Carlos Esteva is his translator. I mean, he he can't understand. Uh, he can't speak it zero, and uh, he thinks that Bud Black's name is Blackman. His manager <laughs> is Bud Blackman. <laughs> Charlie's dad. So he, yeah, no. This, this is this is Montero, and so he walked by and and. Bud was saying this, and he still thinks my name is Blackman. And so he happens to walk by in the dugout while Buddy's talking to the media, and he goes, uh, Monty, he calls him Monty. He goes, Monty, what's my last name? He goes, Blackman. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, I tell you, you never had 30 people in the dugout laugh so hard in their whole lives, and he just walked away like totally embarrassed, but it was, wow. it was, pretty, it was pretty funny. Okay, I what, love that. What yeah. about Herman Marquez? Because that's one that Brady and I talk about a lot. It can oh, be yeah. Jervis Marquez. It's, it, what is Marcus, the official? Yeah, Marcus, Marcus Marquez. What is the official pronunciation of Herman? Um, it is Edermon. Airman, Air, like like Airman, yeah, like Air, like A I R, Airman. Start saying that now, Airman, and then Airman. is it Marquez or Marquez? Marquez, Marquez, yeah. Okay, we Marcus got it. Like if, it's if Jerry yeah, says it, Marcus. that it's official. By the way, yeah, you know, every time you pitch, like, like, 
like last night, every time pitches in the game knows it has that pronunciation there. So uh, we get a lot of other broadcasters come in the booth and say, are, are you sure this pronunciation's right? And, but that's what that's what he prefers. Herman Marcus. All right, good to know. That's one that I've been wondering. Yeah. You know, probably this yeah. is probably what we should have done, you know, off air before our very first show together, Jerry. But uh, you know, yeah, now yeah, that we're exactly. sitting here on June thirtieth, it's a good time to pull it out. It's kinda like ten air. Ten air. Ten air. Yeah, I like that. Uh, That's good. You know, you know what that, that name reminds me of when I did the nuggets? Remember um Gatlet Shrimp played <laughs> yes, in the NBA? Yes. You know that name? I don't know why I did this. I I think I said it once, and my daughter thought it was the funniest thing. But I call I used to say that left shrimp, and I like go up one shrimp, like Tanner shrimp. That's how we're doing it now. That's totally how we're doing it. That's from the Tanner Schwit. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm 100% behind this, by the way. I don't like this segment where this is going about uh, Schwint and and, uh, how we're going to say my last name, Jerry. I don't know what we're doing here. I think it's good. (laughs) (laughs) It's Rocky's Rundown. uh, We're learning how to pronounce. uh, pronounce, God. There it is. Uh, How do you pronounce pronounce? (laughs) Tanner (laughs) Schwint. Uh, but you, you're talking about those standout players, and yeah, we missed badly on those, uh, Jerry. There's no doubt. But uh, you look at the guys, CJ Crone, of course, we knew was going to be where he was. But the guy for me, Jose Iglesias, I mean, we said he was going to be a solid defensive shortstop. He's batting 296. Yeah, he's doing a great job, isn't he? And getting on base, drawing walks, uh, I think his uh, on base percentage is, is up there at three. 60 or something like that. So he's really, you know, he's made some more errors than he has in the past at this point in the season, but the whole team has done that. But no, he's a pleasant surprise. But you know what? We were talking about this uh, right when the season started. He's a career 277 hitter. So it's not like he's all glove and no bat. I mean, he's actually had some good years for the bat. There's not much power there. I think he's got 48 home runs now with the one that he has this year. Um, so there's a, you know, there's a little bit of power. And Bud kept saying this all year. He goes, there's a couple home runs in that bat. If you're going to play every day like we plan on him playing, he's going to get a couple of home runs, and he hit one the other day. So, yeah, he's been a very pleasant surprise offensively. Been a really good clutch hitter. He's hitting over 400 with runners in scoring position. So, yeah, very pleasant surprise offensively for sure for Iglesias. Well, and he's he's one of the, he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, I mean, he it yeah. seems like he does all the small things right. Yep, he does. And and you know, another thing about this guy, we kind of heard this before he got here was just loves to play. He loves to play baseball. He's got a great story. You know, he's from Cuba and he had to he had to leave the country privately and it wasn't like he had to, you know, catch the boat uh, like a lot of people did to to leave Cuba, but he had to do it privately. He didn't it was no uh, otherwise going to get in trouble, uh, probably not put in prison or in jail at the time, but he was going to get in trouble if he left. And he did very secretly, very quietly. And he told this story uh, a couple weeks ago in an interview. He said he ended up in, I think, um, Bozeman, Montana, or somewhere in Montana, um, playing rookie ball. And he said, the only thing I had were cleats. I didn't have a glove. I didn't have clothes. I didn't have money. I had a pair of cleats that I brought with me from Cuba. And that one, I didn't speak any English. And he said, I intentionally, they want to put me with another uh, Spanish-speaking player to room with him. And I said, no, I want to, I want to room with somebody who speaks English because I need to learn that language. And I forget the guy's name. He never made the majors. But his roommate in, um, in rookie ball, are, he and, uh, he and uh, Jose are still great friends. They talk all the time. And this guy taught him English. 
and uh, it, 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 it's a remarkable story. So uh, I, I, I love the guy. I love the way he plays. He's, like you said, fun to watch, but there's that great story behind it. And then you have to respect the guy that just simply loves to play the game of baseball. Well, and, and he's got a sense of humor, too. I was sitting right by in home plate uh, for that Miami Marlins doubleheader, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the kind of utility player for the Miami Marlins, Ostadio Tortuga? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bigger guy, and uh, he was playing second, and there was an, he made an error, and I yelled it at Hampy Hampson originally. I said, "Hey, Hampy, hit it to second. Uh, you know that fat guy can't get there." And uh, Hampy just ignored me and walked to the plate. But Jose heard me and turned and looks at me and just kind of smiles and shakes his head. I said, Jose, you know what I'm talking about. And I waved at him and he starts laughing and shaking his head. And I'm like, all right, I might have to go get me a Jose Iglesias. Tanner's a heckler. You're a heckler now. Just very rarely. We got, hey, we got this yeah. one. I want to read this to you guys. Slim Jim texting in. How do you say, what is it, Worcestershire sauce? Worcestershire sauce. That's a good one. How do you say it, Jerry? Jerry? Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm not even going to attempt it. Worcestershire. That's, I don't know. I, can't, I just said Worcestershire sauce. I can't it's attempt Worcestershire, it. It's Worcestershire, right? Worcestershire. I don't know. Why, who came up with that? Worcestershire sauce. Like there's barbecue sauce and then there's Worcestershire sauce. What is that about? doesn't make any sense. And then no, there's Louisiana no. brand hot sauce, right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true, exactly. Jerry. Right. Yeah, the, hot sauce is, the hot sauce is Tanner Swift. <laughs> Can we cut that as an ad? That, that needs to be the next ad for that. I just, I just I think, would love I, that. we got to go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Jerry, what was it like yesterday? I was hoping the Rocks could pull it out for uh, with the abs being there. And obviously it's a fun yeah. atmosphere. Denver's been crazy the entire week. and. There's just kind of drunk people in Denver. Oh right yeah, now. a parade goes hand in hand with the Rockies, though. You know, I mean, pe- people yeah, go. No, to, the teams go to the game, and then they throw out the first pitch or whatever, yeah. and they're celebrated there yeah. in front of the Rockies fans. It, it was really cool, Brady. To be honest with you, the, the whole team came into that left field tunnel uh, right next to the pole, so they walked down the, the warning track toward home plate. And the whole place, Dodger fans included, were standing the whole time and, and cheering. So they brought the cup down. They got to home plate. They they went out. The whole team went out the mound. They did the ceremony of first pitch, and then they came back behind the home plate. And then they went to the Rockies dugout and they kind of paraded the the cup around the Rockies dugout. A bunch of guys got to look at it and feel it and all that. And then I thought what was really cool was the the Avalanche players and the Rockies player kind of, players kind of intermingled along the first base line for the national anthem. It was like cool. one Rocky, one Avalanche, one Rocky, one Avalanche. Coaches were there, all that. It was really cool. Uh, it was great until the game started. Then it went downhill yeah. from there. Yeah, but no, it was, it was really cool festivity. Landy's first pitch was nowhere close to the strike zone, was it? No, it wasn't. It was high and away. <laughs> but he got yeah. it there, though, right? He got it. He, he did. <laughs> and he had some steam behind it. He yeah. had some velocity. Was Aramon uh, taking notes of how Landy threw that first one out? Is that what inspired his performance <laughs> last night, Jerry? <laughs> it might have been. been. How's he so, doing, Jerry? I mean, uh, it was a rough, obviously, start, but was he? what's going on with him? Is there something hurt there? With Marquez, yeah. you know, I think it was either a blister or um, a fingernail, and and I I haven't I, I looked at this morning. Nobody had any answer to it. It was one of those two. I think it was actually a fingernail had broken or cracked or something, and it was a little bit of blood. I saw a little bit of blood in the baseball, so um, he came out for that reason. 
And, you know, you, you go in that game thinking, ah, great chance for a sweep. He, he, he pitched so mm-hmm. well at Minnesota. The last time Urias is here, the Rockies roughed him up. I thought, great pitching matchup. Here we go. We'll get the sweep. And then he came out, couldn't control his fastball like we've seen him do so many times. And they had to come out of the ball game. So bullpen was, was okay, not great after that, but they were okay. They kind of kept the team in the game and gave them a chance to win, but the, the Dodgers got, got game three, obviously. Well, and that was the first uh, game that the Rockies had lost in the month of June where Airmont had taken the mound. Uh, and I thought well, it was just shaping yeah. up perfectly for a sweep, uh, but now you got Arizona coming in here for a three-game set uh, starting tomorrow. For me, Jerry, you got to go win back-to-back series on this. If there's any hope of closing any of that ground right now and proving that you're not just uh, the door Matt of the NL West, they've got to go take care of the Diamondbacks on their home turf. Well, that certainly is the plan. I mean, that's what everybody's shooting for, and you think that's that's certainly a doable thing. If you get two out of three from the Dodgers, you ought to be able to do something similar against Arizona. So um, we're going to – I didn't uh, check the pitching matchup. I think we're going to miss Bumgarner, uh, missed him in, in uh, Arizona as well. So, and he's been pitching really well. His record's not good, but – He's been pitching really well for Arizona, but they have some good starting pitching there too, and they showed in that series in, in Phoenix last month. So, yeah, that's that's the plan. Is you 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 know you start tomorrow night and, and try to get try to get this series before you hit the road for a big road trip. Yeah, against uh, the same teams, it's kind of a home and away setup uh, for the Rockies as they uh, beat the Dodgers in that series two to winning two of the three, and now Arizona coming in. Then they're on the road against Los Angeles, take on the Dodgers, and then on the road against Arizona as well. So. It's going to be a big, uh, it's going to be, these are huge games. I mean, four against Arizona to wrap it up on the road, three against uh, Los Angeles. So you got 10 games here. Uh, I think the Rockies at least have to go, you know, six and four in that, right? Seven and three, maybe? Well, certainly, you know, I, I, I hate to, to put predictions on on series like that, but I, you know, what do I look at it? And this is the old baseball coach came out in me. It's like, hey, let's look at the matchup for tomorrow night and see if we can get that one. And who's pitching on Saturday? We'll look ahead to that one. So you always think, yeah, let, we we want to win the series. We want to win the homestand. Um, it's just baseball so unpredictable that way that if you don't do that, there's a chance that you go on the road and you take two out of three from the Dodgers in Los Angeles. That's just the way baseball works. And, and you know, I, I said this, I probably said this on the show way too many times, but, you know, it's not like football where if the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go into Jacksonville, they're going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to beat them up. But in baseball, the, the best team plays the worst team. That's not necessarily the case. So what you hope is that you just have a, your, your starting pitcher has a good night, you ride him, and you get that first victory tomorrow night. Well, that's why when you if you you know pay attention to the betting lines in baseball, it's yeah. always minus one and a half or plus one yeah. and a half. You look at Chiefs Jaguars, and that's you know and a half. plus thirteen and a half or whatever yeah. for the Jaguars. Yeah. So it's always you know, baseball just does as you said, Jerry, just doesn't work that way. Heavy, there is right. really no such thing necessarily as a heavy favorite in the major leagues. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, you, you, you think, Tanner, to get back to what you said, you know, take, take six out of ten or whatever that might be. You know, they could take eight, eight, out, of, eight out of ten. You know, you just never know with baseball. Or they get beat and go two and eight. So uh, you just it, – it's so unpredictable. Even if you – let's say we're talking about our team as the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Mets. There's just no guarantees. I mean, you, you go to Cincinnati and you might well get beat by the Reds, who are a terrible team, or you might – you might play in Oakland where they've won eight home games this year, and you might get beat by the A's tomorrow night when your ace is on the mound. So it's just so unpredictable. That's why I just try not to, and then you have to, and we do that in these, these kind of talk shows all the time. But I try not to look too far ahead 
and don't look too far behind because it's such a long season. Well, Jerry, what do you think your prediction is for the last series of the year against the Dodgers on the road? <laughs> is that too far ahead to look? That six-game series we play at Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah, how about how crazy is Have you ever – it's like college. You played the same team six times in a row. That's insane. Um, I think the, the, the Rockies go 0-6. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. 236 <laughs> the time. It's Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex. If you've got questions or comments, send them in on the text line, 888-530-0043. Brady Holt joining us. Jerry Schimmel on the line. I'm Tanner Schwint. And we'll be back on the other side on Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 and 1310 KFK. Studios. It's Rockies Rundown on a Thursday afternoon, presented by Autoplex. Thanks for being with us here. I am Tanner Schwint, uh, Brady Hole, uh, host of the whole show, joining us as well. Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. All right, first question here. Uh, we're going to do. We're going to dive in and talk about the trade deadline that's coming up here, Jerry. First of all, uh, I'll start with you. Are the Rockies going to be buyers or sellers of the trade deadline? Okay, first of all, i got to tell you, if you're making a comparison to Detlef Shrimp, he was a great player. I'm looking at his numbers right now. So, Tanner, Tanner, you ready, Tanner? Yeah. Uh, one year, 1992-93, he averaged 19 points, seven rebound, uh, 19 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. I mean, that's a versatile player. So, good job, Tanner. You're compared, you're compared to start. Hey, before I answer that one, too, I got a Detlef Shrimp story for you. Okay. you I want to hear it. Yes. I did, I did yes. not think we were talking Detlef Shrimp today, but I had a story all day. Detlef Shrimp. Detlef Shrimp. Um, Tanner Shrimp. Uh, Detlef Shrimp is – I'm playing at a golf tournament in Denver, and uh, George Carl had Detlef Shrimp in Seattle, so they're good friends. So I'm playing the golf tournament. Detlef Shrimp is playing. And Robert Pack is in his group. Remember Robert Pack yep. from the Rockies? Yep. The, uh, the Nuggets? In his group, so uh, they get done playing a hole, and there's a porta potty, um, like on the on the way to the next uh, tee box. Robert Pack goes in the porta potty, and Detlef Shrimp gets in his cart, and he pulls the cart up to the porta potty and puts the gas on and moves the porta potty, and he move and he pushed this porta potty <laughs> with Robert Pack in it all the way down the fairway. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not exaggerating, 100 yards downhill. <laughs> and at one point, Robert Pack opens door, and all you can see is his head sticking out of the porta potty going down this fairway. Oh it's one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Hilarious. All right. Yeah. 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 That's I'll take perfect. that comparison now. <laughs> all right. That's definitely, okay. that's definitely Jerry something. Jerry has the do. best stories. Yeah. Uh, that was, that we're was just going to story one. time, Jerry. Uh, Keep going. Tell us more we, stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying not to talk about the Rockies as much as we can here. So, uh, are you can talk about are, are you like in, in, in all seriousness? Are you about Rockied out? Like, I mean, this is a long season. You're at it seemingly every single day. How do you stay locked in? And I know you do a bunch of these where it's Rockies, Rockies, Rockies. But how do how do you how do you as a broadcaster handle that? No, I'm not Rockied out at all. You know, I think you just have to. Well, I say this all the time, uh, Tanner. You just have to love baseball. 
you really if, if you don't love the game of baseball, this is not the job for you because you're doing it every single day. And when you're not there at the ballpark, you're talking about it like I'm doing with you guys right now. So I love it. I, I actually love it. And I, you know, this sounds crazy. I've been looking forward to this day off for a long time. Now I'm actually to get back to ballpark tomorrow. It's like, okay, well, yeah, we play again tomorrow. I get to go back to the ballpark tomorrow. So, no, not Rocky Dowd at all. Um, and it, it, when you when your team is winning, it's more fun. But it's still fun every single day. So no, not rocky that at all. In fact, uh, love this stuff. So okay, I'm sure you saw this. Mike Chambers from the Denver Post uh, was just getting torn apart by some morons on yeah. the interwebs about taking a picture holding uh, holding the cup. I mean, it, clearly he had been drinking, right? And, and he's uh, holding the the cup up with Gabe Landeskog. And what are your thoughts on that? I don't have a problem with it. What do you think? You know, I think it's. I don't have a problem with it either. I probably, I probably, if I was my chambers, would have done it, but probably would have tried to keep it quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, I can to see that. Credibility. I mean, that doesn't need to be public. But you know what happens when you follow this team? You you're living with them for you know six, seven months out of the year. You become really close. You become part of that family, and you really do that in baseball. Now, I think it's different when you're a writer for the Denver Post because you're supposed to be in the middle, you're supposed to be neutral. When they do bad, you're supposed to say it. When they do good, you're supposed to say it. I think if you're the play-by-play announcer for the team, it's a little bit different. You're just describing action. You don't have to be editorializing. You don't have to be a columnist. You're just you're just calling the play-by-play action. And I think that's a little bit different. But um, I think if the, you know, if the Rockies won the World Series and I had a chance to have a beer with you know Charlie Blackman, I'm probably going to do it. <laughs> to be honest with you, and probably more than one with Charlie. To be honest with you, there, <laughs> but I probably, but I probably wouldn't. I would try to try not to publicize it as best I could. And that, you know, and it, it, here's the thing too: as a broadcaster, as a writer, you guys know this. You can't please everybody. No. Somebody's going to have a problem. You know, and I all those years I did the Nuggets. A lot of people saying, "Yeah, I just love your your work on the air and your great basketball announcer." Other people are like, "You don't really care for his style too much." So you can never please. You guys know this. You're in the business. You can never please anybody. So those people out there that are criticizing Chambers for doing that probably wish they were in his shoes doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of. Jealousy. I agree 100. Yeah. And I and I get. It. I had a, I had a beat writer on today for the Rams, and you know he's like, I wouldn't do that. I, I you know I stay serious. I want to t- I take my job seriously. I don't want to be caught doing that stuff. And I said, well, okay, if the employer has a problem with it, too, then that's an issue, and I understand that. And, but... like, if he just invited himself in, then it's kind right. of Right, he just walks in. But yeah. I, I'm like, Gabriel Landeskog walks up to you with the yeah. Stanley Cup, Lord Stanley. I mean, so much You're history there. Out of that and he says, Brady, you've done a great job covering the team. Will you drinketh from the cuppeth? <laughs> I am just, like, not t- stopping at that point. And, I get right. what, and, and Jerry, I get what you're saying. I probably don't want people to see me looking sloppy drunk. And he, you know, right. kind of did in that. He, well, the one with there was like alcohol coming down. Or I'm assuming it was alcohol yeah. coming down his shirt a little bit. I zoomed in on his I, face. I would, yeah. I would say, yeah, I probably don't want that one to be seen. Uh, my yeah. wife, first, first and foremost, would be like, "What are you doing?" Um, <laughs> and then, but other than that, if I'm just seen sipping the cup, I, I don't have a problem with that. Who stays up later yeah. if you get to celebrate with the Rockies, uh, Jerry? Is it you or Jack? I'll say that again. Who parties harder at the Rockies win the World oh. Series, you or Jack? Um, can I plead the Fifth Amendment here? <laughs> no, you can't, Jerry. This is going to be a big story tomorrow. tomorrow. Civil rights I can't dude. believe Jerry went party with <laughs> you the guys, Rockies. You guys, you guys have seen me in action. It is me. It is me for sure. Yeah, I'll admit it. Well, some of the stories, we George Carl's stuff. Like George, George loves hanging out with Jerry Schimmel. 
Oh, that's George. George and I have a good time. Yeah, we <laughs> we uh, it, it's a uh, well. You guys have been around us too. I know Brady, you have. We just, uh, we just like to give each other trouble. Yeah. We do that the whole time we're around. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Just for for those who know, uh, Brady and I had lunch with George Carl, and, and <laughs> I asked the waitress, um, "Where were we, Brady?" Yeah, uh, we were uh, the at goat. the goat. Yep, yep. We we're at the goat. I asked the waitress if she could bring a kids menu for George, <laughs> and she brought one. <laughs> exactly. It's that kind of thing. I, I told uh, it's funny because I told George. I said I have your book, man. I love it. And uh, and I and George said something like maybe I could autograph. It. And Jerry's like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't devalue the thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Can we can we get to just a couple seconds? Trade them all. Talk? See what happens. Can we get trade them all? <laughs> all right. Obviously, CJ Crone's untouchable. Charlie Blackman's a name that uh, I get in trouble if I ever suggest trading Charlie Blackman. So I'm not going there. Today. He, l- listen, he, he's overperforming for his age. The Rockies, uh, when they were when they were on that really bad slump, and he was really the bright spot. He had a four for five night the other night. Uh, he's probably got some pretty decent trade value still. I, I would hate, 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 double hate to see that. But do you at least consider that, Jerry? I think you consider it. I think it's a long shot, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I think any team taking a look at Charlie Blackman would love the player as a hitter. You know, you get you, you you can play him in the outfield. You can DH him. He's a great left-handed bat, obviously coming off the bench. But there's a big salary there, and there's no year left on it with a player option. I think that might scare some teams away because whoever's looking for Charlie's probably not looking for a regular right fielder. They're probably looking for somebody that can. You know, do some different things, be the DH and be that pinch hitter and, and all that kind of thing. So and if it's a contending team, like we're, we're sure it would be if they're interested in Charlie. So um, I think it's a possibility, and you certainly have to take those phone calls. I would be surprised if it happened. And then, Tanner, to answer your question, I don't think they're going to be either buyers or sellers. I mean, if they're in the thicket, if they're in the in a chase for a wild card spot, then they're definitely buyers. I mean, you look at the track record. They have done that in the past, but when they have four seasons they're not sellers either that's just not how they do things and bill smith said to the, the public the other day the media said we have no plans to to make any trades with anybody right now so hmm. he's obviously listening to teams that they call but boy i just think any kind of big deal is going to be a long shot yeah the other one that the other name that seems to make a lot of sense is jose iglesias yeah, he's on a one-year deal and he's playing uh he's playing some of the best baseball he has what are your thoughts brady i'll start with you do you think does it make sense for the rockies if they can get the right deal for jose boy when is the trade deadline is it august is it uh first of august is i think yeah yeah okay yep. End of July. Yep. i guess i'm just of the mindset right now and i'm the and i i know i was more critical than tanner in june i hate june for the rockies i don't know why it just terrifies me I am looking at this month going, you have fared pretty well in your division. This might be the chance to make a, a decent run and get closer to that wild card spot. I I just kind of have a hard time of trading anybody that's going to be considered an asset, right, a proven asset right now to you. So, Jerry, I'm kind of of the mindset, maybe you just stay the course until July 15th, and then you start, if, if things go south or one way or the other, then you start ramping up those, at least that thought process. I think that's probably the way the Rockies realistically look at it, too. You know, let's give this another month and, and see what this team, month and a half, see what this team is, and we'll make some decisions on that. You know, one thing about Iglesias is that the Rockies had a double-A, their best minor league players are shortstop, Tovar 
forget his first name now, but he's he, look at the numbers. He has he just beaten up that league, and that's a hitters league or a pitchers league, by the way. He's a pro prospect. He had big, big spring. They might not quite be ready, but if you trade Iglesias, you got a shortstop in the waiting there. So that would be one I think the Rockies would look at. I think the most valuable asset they have right now is Daniel Bard. I, oh, I yeah. think if, if if a team is looking. The team loses its closer, like the like the Dodgers have, or maybe the, another team that that is just desperate for somebody to finish a game. They're going to come knocking with Daniel Bard. So I think he's probably the most intriguing asset right now. He's having a great year. Uh, he's one of the, the premier closers in the game. So that guy has a lot of value. He's got one year left, I think, on a contract that's you know pretty team friendly. So I think if anybody would be moved, it would probably be Daniel Bard because you can probably get a pretty good haul for him. No, I, that, I think that's a, a great analysis by you. This is why we have you on. Uh, <laughs> one, I was wondering. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How about Jake Bird? I mean, does does his emergence kind of kind of make you feel a little bit more comfortable if you do have to move on from Daniel Bard? Uh, I don't know that Jake Bird is that closer. I think it, if you move on from Danny Bard, you probably go column A closing again. You know, he's pitching a lot better than he did at the beginning of the season. And he's got, you know, I think 100 saves or something like that in his career. So I think you probably slot him in there. I don't know if Jake Bird is the proven commodity yet. He's given up one run, I think, so far, and he's looked good. But, you know, once the league sees him, gets a book in on him, it might be a little bit different. But he is a bright spot. I mean, the, the bullpen is getting better. Robert Stevens is better. Lucas Gilbert has gotten better. Colome has gotten better. So the bullpen has improved. And I know, Tanner, you mentioned earlier the pitching has been pretty good for the Rockies, including that bullpen. So I think Jake Bird is probably just another piece right there, probably not closer material right now. Yeah, well, and to be fair, Jerry, they couldn't have got much worse from where they were for a while there, but uh, it is good to see that improvement start to come around. Uh, are you sticking on this? For I got. I'm going to get going, Jerry. I just want to say this: we made an announcement today on the UNC side of things. Um, we know with your schedule, you're not able to be the voice of the Bears for football. You're sticking with us with basketball. We love that. So we just can't thank you enough for all of your involvement with KFK over the years or over this last year or so. And we love that you're sticking with us on the basketball side of things. I uh, appreciate that, Brady. I'm excited. Uh, you guys don't know how much I enjoyed this this past season doing football and basketball, working with you guys. Just uh, had a great time. Kind of kind of got my career and my life rejuvenated a little bit. So thank you for that. And man, I'm looking forward to doing basketball again. I really am. Yeah. No, uh, I won't say anything nice to you yet. Jerry <laughs> Schemmel, voice of the Rockies. Brady Hall, listen to his show thanks, uh, on the whole thanks, show, Tanner. 12 to 2, right? Thanks. That's still yeah, going it's on? 12 to 2. Yeah. All right. Same time. <laughs> we'll be back. It's Rockies are down. Presented by Autoplex. Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex. I'm Tanner Schwint, and joining me, Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. Jerry, you got any uh, enlightening stuff for us in the next uh, 30 seconds? <laughs> no, I think I've enlightened enough today. I don't know. I, I was all over the place. Hey, you're I'm in so a good sorry. mood, man. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> uh, just uh, During the break, I was just chuckling with this old uh, Tanner Schwint thing. Uh, I gotta, I've, I've gotta tell my daughter because she's the one that inspired me to to keep saying that love shrimp, and now it's Tanner shrimp. It's a- I love it, Jerry. You uh, you on with us tomorrow morning at eight thirty five? 
I am. Yeah, you guys are desperate for somebody to come on. I'm there. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Appreciate you. That's Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. Check out him and Jack Corrigan on all of the Rockies-affiliated radio stations, which happens to be KFKA. Uh, tomorrow night, the Diamondbacks come to town. Big thanks to Autoplex. Thanks to Jaden Nelson uh, and Brady Hole for uh, joining us today. I'm Tanner Schwint. This has been Rockies Rundown, presented by Autoplex on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310. KFKA!